Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Hurry Up and Cruiserweight, featuring me, Adam, your guest host, this time on purpose. Jeff and I swapped shows this week due to the fact that I attended Money in the Bank on Sunday, and it would be rather difficult for me to recap and review and grade and whatnot from my seat at the Excel Center in Hartford. I will say, however, that I had a great time at the show, and I plan on being on the rundown proper this week for once to actually talk about it. In the context of this show, however, I must say that it was rather disappointing to me that the cruiserweight title match between Tony Nese and Arya Davari was the worst match on the card. Although, to be fair, I say that having missed the entirety of the United States Championship match while waiting in line for the bathroom. But with all that said, let's move on to this week's 205 Live. This is episode 130 of 205 Live, and we are coming to you live, probably from Providence, Rhode Island. We open with a brief recap of the title match from Sunday. WWE's production crew does a good job of making the match seem a lot more exciting than it was in person, though the clip at the very end of Nice holding up the belt does show that the crowd in the background was really not responding at all. Lots of people with their arms folded in that, uh, in that shot. To the opening video, and Vic Joseph welcomes us to the show, I cannot help but notice the crowd sign along the aisle that says Big Dog Energy in relation to Roman Reigns. Sneaky. Very sneaky. Tonight's main event is a fatal five-way match that apparently will help determine a number one contender, but is not a number one contender's match. Okay, sure. That match is Tozawa... Kendrick, Lowcarb, Canellis, and Davari. Why Davari is immediately back in the title picture, I do not know, but I bet it has something to do with the fact that they only have, like, nine people on the roster, and this is more than half of them. Also, what in the hell is the opening match if 55% of the roster is in the main event? Backstage, Kendrick and Tozawa shake hands in the spirit of friendly competition. Ah yes, the other five superstars on the roster are the Singh Brothers and the Lucha House Party, who are continuing their vicious feud here tonight. The Bollywood boys are dressed bizarrely. Older Singh is at least wearing a regular jacket without sleeves. Younger Singh seems to be wearing an orthopedic shoulder brace with a sleeve on it. Maybe he stole the sleeve from his brother's jacket. They point out that they can't be fighting Lucha House Party tonight since Lars Sullivan went all white power on the, the last two nights, both at Money in the Bank and on Raw. Uh, they tell the referee to count to ten and award them the match via forfeit. Instead, we get funny piss-related pun to come later, who tells the brothers that no, Lucha House Party are not here tonight, but instead they will be facing these two superstars. These two superstars happen to be Jack Gallagher and Umberto Carrillo. Okay, so maybe we do have more than nine superstars on the roster now. Umberto is wearing his cape again. I, I still hate it. Neville rocked the cape far better than Umberto ever will, if you ask me. Older Singh hits Carrillo with a shoulder block and then dances and then falls over in shock when Umberto kips up. Literally one move into the match. That, that was it. Just just the shoulder block. 
Umberto misses a kick to the face, but Older's thing is nice enough to sell it anyway. He then tags in Jack Gallagher out of shame. Since Jack is a face again, he has returned to using the spot where he ties his opponent into a knot. He then uses Sunil, and I only know that that's Sunil because one of the commentators said it out loud, uh, as a bench for a few moments. Then Nigel and Aiden get into a subtle and extremely out-of-place political argument as they argue about what collusion means. Bizarre. Sunil again dances instead of staying on offense and gets rolled up for two. Umberto gets the hot tag to Gallagher despite being on offense for most of his time in the ring, and Jack comes in and cleans house. Jack hits a bulldog-esque delayed vertical suplex on Samir but only gets a two-count, so he locks on a half-Boston Crab, but Samir is able to crawl his way over to make the tag, and Sunil clotheslines Jack's head off from behind. Umberto is able to make the save on the pin cover, but the Sings continue to try and use dirty tricks, including somehow managing to completely botch a cheap shot in the ropes. Umberto then fucks up the Aztec press, nearly sliding sideways off the top rope, but that's the finish, so he pins Sunil anyways for three. Backstage, the Canellas talk about how they're going to win the Fatal Five-Way. Tonight, Mike says, is not about showcasing talent. Tonight is about watching Kendrick and Tozawa destroy their friendship. Meanwhile, Horny Lycan is in his locker room, and he's ready to prove that he should be the next Cruiserweight champion. In the middle of his promo, he pauses long enough that Vic thinks it's the end of the promo, so he starts to throw it a break, and then Lickman starts talking again. They then double down on the Saudi Arabia bullshit by playing an advertisement promising that Super Showdown, when grandpas collide, will be, quote, as good as or will exceed WrestleMania, unquote. Look, it was fucking stupid when Cole said it on commentary on Monday, but actually putting together a commercial and having a VO guy say that out loud just... Just fucking stop. What's next? An ad that says, You paid for WrestleMania, you dipshit? Fuck you. Watch this Saudi Arabia show and see the real biggest show of the year. Anyway, it is time for your main event. The non-contendership fatal five-way to help determine who should get the next shot at the championship. Commentary then mentions the 24-7 championship and how R-Truth might even run through this match here tonight. Because that's something that would definitely happen. Then we get our first look at the graphic for the horridly titled WWE Stomping Grounds pay-per-view. No reason for this mention, mind you. As Vic is talking about Brian Kendrick, then the, gra- then the graphic pops up. Vic tells us that Stomping Ground is brought to us by Gold Bond, and then we go right back to Lonely Dykeman's entrance. Then, swear to God, they show the graphic again, and Vic gives the full read for Stomping Grounds and Gold Bond Dedicated Powder. What? the fuck is even going on we talk to aria in gorilla he says something i wasn't paying attention and then enters having heard his theme song for what felt like 10 straight minutes on sunday makes me not want to hear it anymore here the bell rings and mike leaves the ring immediately then davari gets double teamed and bails boney ends up outside somehow and we almost get the anticipated face-off between kendrick and tozawa except mike and davari come back in and stop them from fighting 
Arya stops Tozawa from leaping on him, then super kicks a charging Lonely Island who lands in the perfect position for Davare to do that crossed arm flip slam off the corner with Tozawa and land Tozawa on Torkman. There's some multi-man chaos, then we see Tony Nese watching on from backstage, and then Canellis and Mormon have a chop battle that ends in a spine buster from Canellis and a two count. Eric Foreman and Akira Tozawa face off, then Al Borland leaps onto Canellis and Davari outside, then Akira leaps on all three of them. It's hack, but it's fun. We then get everyone's favorite spot, the super plexer bomb Davari very cleverly tries to steal the victory by hitting the Persian Lion Splash on Kendrick after this, but Kendrick is able to kick out at two. Davari is bleeding from the ear, and I don't know why. Tozawa chucks Davari and Doorjam and then locks the Iron Octopus on Canellis in the center of the ring, but Maria hops on the apron to distract him and or the referee. Later, Tozawa Germans Canellis on the apron, and that looks like it hurt like hell especially when the replay shows that Mike basically took the entire bump on his right shoulder. Tozawa takes out Davari and climbs to the top for what feels like the 17th time this match. He hits the senton on Davari, but Kendrick breaks up the pin. Kendrick is apologetic. He wants to win too, however. He offers a hand, and Tozawa just starts forearming him in the face. We then go back to Tony Nese, who is, for some reason, standing with his body facing the camera, and his head turned 90 degrees to the left to watch the television in his locker room. We then get a finisher parade, and Tozawa steals the victory with a quick roll-up on Davari. Backstage, Tony Nese looks mildly impressed. Akira celebrates, seemingly shocked that he won. He goes over and gives Brian a hug. Canellis crawls up the entrance ramp, and we go to replays. Akira screams, and we go off the air. This was a very good episode. I enjoyed both matches. The tag match wasn't earth-shattering, but it was still pretty good. And the five-way was good, chaotic fun. I don't think Tozawa should have won. I would have liked to have seen another face get bumped back into the title picture, like Kendrick, or a new face even, like Canellas or Soupcan, but what are you going to do? Not a lot, really, when you're watching from home. So that is it for Hurry Up and Cruiserweight this week. Jeff should be back next week. Otherwise, you'll likely hear my voice again, but you're used to that by now. Be sure to visit rundownwrestling.com and get your rocks off for the hottest WWE guy tournament. Become a patron at patreon.com slash rundownwrestling and hear the brand new patron-exclusive show Blue Fist with Troy and Ginger. Check out the newest episode of Nitromania if you haven't listened to that yet. That dropped a couple of days ago. And come back next week. For more, 205 Live Action. Just a light waiting in your eyes.